You are now listening to Memoirs of a Christian Minister with Cephas Crosslet. And now, here is your host, Cephas Crosslet. Hey everyone, hope you are doing well. Haven't done an episode in a while, so I got a good one for you. Today, we're going to be talking... By the way, um, sorry, <laughs> I'm like jumping all over the place. You're probably here because you were referred to uh, this show from my other show, Manifest Christianity, with Cephas Crosslet. Thanks so much for joining. If you could share, if you could like this on the podcast and that show, please. Please like us, follow us, share, whatever you can. Get the word out. Really means a lot. Also message me. Feedback, questions, comments ideas for the show, anything else. Today we're going to talk about cold calling church style. This is some of the most, how do I say, cringe-worthy stuff that you will ever experience if you ever experience it in person and this has to do mostly with the Pentecostal influenced churches and I say that because that's usually where it happens um, and what I mean by all that is There's a tendency when people go to churches of like the Pentecostal ilk or the, you know, charismatic, expressive, emotional types of churches. A lot of black churches are like this. A lot of Asian churches are like this. Um, a lot of Hispanic, Latino churches are like this. In fact, a lot around the world, really. If you really do a study you see a lot of the world is pentecostally you know like not pentecostally they are of a charismatic type of church very expressive very um metaphysical really and in that sense there's a lot of leverage given through those lenses and being a leader in a Pentecostal church for a long time, like about seven years, right? Seeing all this, being trained in all that. I saw a lot of stuff. And it's it's very interesting. Sorry, moving paper around. But it's very interesting because what you realize is when you see this over and over is that it's basically cold calling. Um, and I'm what I'm talking about is when the pastor goes up and whether they have an altar call or not, you can listen to that episode. That was the last episode. Whether they have an altar call, which is, you know, the, here's the altar of the Lord is in the front sometime, most of the time. And we're in the, all, the presence of God. And you come up and you do your thing. All that stuff is all hyped up. Because people really believe that God is speaking to them through the pastor. And if not that, they really believe 
that God speaks to them through people in their life. And if the wrong people know this is true about anyone, they have a lot of leverage to get them to do a lot of stuff that they want them to. Whether it means to, you know, stay at the church as a member so you can keep paying and, you know, it's a little extra money for the pastor or something. Or if they want, whether it's something that they just want done, you know, and they, they don't have the means to coerce people in a physical or any other way. Um, there are many reasons why such a person would do that. People are selfish. People are stupid and idiots. But it happens. And they use like this cold calling method that, you know, psychics use, um, tarot card, not, I don't know all that stuff, but you know, the people who talk about, you know, they, they do like astrology or there's like a general, a general description of a person that you could be. And then, so it makes a person seem like, Oh, you're, you're, you're talking about me. You know, that's what I'm talking about. And this happens in a lot of churches all the time. And they just don't want to, no one wants to call it for what it is because you're in a spiritual environment. You're, you're in a spiritually charged kind of atmosphere and everyone's just kind of, they, they are all like spiritual, right? And when the pastor or a leader or somebody says something, they want to take it as, you know, oh, this, you know, this, this is a church thing. It's a God thing. But what is sickening is when pastors do this up in the front, you know, as they're speaking or when they're doing it to people in counseling sessions and prayer meetings and things like that. It's as if like they want to control the situation. And so they start putting stuff out there. For example... A pastor could be leading either a random service or a special, you know, quote unquote revival service where people come to get prayed for, you know, they, they worship, they get all loud, you know, they let, let it out, right? Express it and, you know, hear, hear a word from God. And that pastor could be meaning well, but at the same time, they probably could be meaning not well and they just probably want a reaction from people for some some reason they have on their own they need extra money they need more people in the church right they need more followers and this might help them for like a publicity type of thing or whatever and they start like naming things you 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 would you would find this in most televangelist uh programs that are late late night right and they're talking to the screen they're talking to the people watching they're like you know i have a word from god this is for somebody who right now your left leg is hurting your left leg is hurting and and you have a history of forgetfulness <laughs> it's like oh that that could me yep god's telling me to pray for you brother or sister and if you would kindly just send <laughs> 
you know, a donation, you know, just a, a love offering. And I'll send you a vial of my sweat. <laughs> but this is the type of stuff that goes on in churches, if you don't know. And if you didn't know, like, yeah, it's kind of surprising that people actually get away with this. And there's a lot of reasons. Like I said, some pastors have a lot. I feel, I hope a lot of pastors have a genuine concern. When they start throwing out, like, just descriptions, it's like, I don't know, man. Like, then it gets into that territory of, oh, God is telling me, right? And that in of itself is just, oh, my gosh. I don't know how anyone could think that God is telling them anything audible that they should be speaking out loud to people as if it is some sort of work, you know, in the position that they have. Imagine knowing that a group of people would would follow your words because they have an inclination to be spiritual and to be a Christian who who wants to do whatever God wants them with with, with a genuine heart. This is um, a recipe for disaster for a lot of people. Because that pastor standing there, that person who thinks that they have the word of God coming to them and so they speak it, like that person has no idea. It could be great. It could be good thoughts, good intentions, right? But you have no idea. That person would have no idea what another person really needs, like a directive, a, a certain prompt. They don't know what they've been mixing up in their heads this whole time until you said something. And a lot of a lot of pastors and a lot of people just kind of do that as if, oh, we're in a spiritual moment. I feel like God is telling me this, right? And God is telling me that, you know. I think God, I've been to uh, prayer meetings, prayer, God the honest truth right here. I went with uh, someone to a prayer meeting for a missionary friend, whatever. And we were praying for that missionary friend and we, you know, everybody in that group kind of knew that missionary friend and nobody else knew each other. So we were, it was all like, okay. And like we would get, you know, got in a circle and prayed for this person out in, you know, wherever. And it was so interesting. Like everyone's praying for like encouragement. Oh, I pray for healing. Oh, I pray for protection, you know, finances, whatever. That's a whole nother podcast, by the way. Gosh. Um, but then this interesting lady, she starts like praying like, okay, you know, and the, these prayers that, that happen like in these types of situations, they're out loud. So when I'm talking about, oh, this person pray for this, you know, pray, you know, health and protection. These are prayers that, you know, people are sitting in a circle. I'm sorry, I gotta, I guess I have to describe this because not everyone is, you know, coming from the world that I think, you know, this Christian world. But people sit in a circle on the floor, sometimes in chairs, but this one in particular, we were on the floor in someone's house and we were praying. And, gosh, I really have to do a podcast on this because it gets so awkward. But we were praying in a circle and, you know, and what that means is we all pray out loud. It's It's dumb. Don't know why, but it's like that. And then 
we all take turns. While everyone else is quiet, we just take turns. Okay, like popcorn in class, right? Have you ever had that back in the days? Popcorn is just random people get called on for, you know, a question or answer, whatever. But it's like that. So it's like it, it, it's, it's quiet and you want to break the silence with prayer to, to make it not awkward anymore. And so what happened was we all took our turns except for this one lady out of nowhere. I guess she was a good friend of this person who was a missionary. She starts praying like, all right, um, so I have the spirit of discernment. True story. Someone said this. I have the spirit of discernment and rebuking and I want to rebuke this spirit you know, going on with this person. And I'm just like, what the, who is this person? This person really is claiming to have some sort of spiritual gift where she rebukes people. <laughs> Imagine meeting a woman who thinks like that or a man it doesn't matter imagine meeting anyone who believes that they have a spiritual gift to start rebuking people for the good of the community to build up the community and this is the stuff she was praying about like oh this is my my spiritual gift is to rebuke and just to call out things i was like no i just think you're a dick <laughs> pretty much I, I just think you're a jerk and you just like to put it on god but this person was starting to do this cold call stuff like, oh, I feel like someone in this room really needs, uh, really needs this word. of And this is where it comes into, too. So it's not just cold calling, you know, in, in church. We do, not we, a lot of Christians do this to each other. And they, they think like they're, they're helping out. It's good intentions. It really comes from good intentions, I feel. But poor execution. It's like they're fishing. They're fishing for something that'll catch. Like, oh, uh, I feel like. So I, right now I'm talking about like when two Christian people come together and there's like, you know, in a moment of kind of like trying to help each other out. And they're like, hey, girl, or hey, dude, um, I feel like something heavy is coming on your heart. And it's like, oh, you do? Um, I don't know. Is it? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, I, and it's like, you mean, you could tell these people mean well when they do it. It's like, it's like, oh, okay, I guess so. I was like, oh, can I pray for you? It's like, sure. What is it? I don't know. You tell me. Like, I, I, I just feel like God is saying, you don't have to worry. <laughs> it's like, oh, really? Oh, thanks. I needed God to tell me you don't have to worry. It's like, oh, stop, stop worrying about your issues because God got you. And it's like, oh man, I needed to hear that. Great. And it's like, you mean well, it's a great intention, but poor excuse because it's, it's like at that point, you're just fishing and you're just kind of cold calling. You're like, is it this? Is it that? Is this? Is that? But, but the worst is what I was talking about earlier. When pastors do this, when pastors do this and when you're growing up and being trained in this fashion to do these things, it's even crazier because you you're, you see this in front of your face. You see this cold calling, like psychic thing happening where, have you ever, have you ever watched that show way back? And it's like, a, I think the name was like John Edwards or something. It's like a psychic. It was like a talk show, but he would like 
point people in the audience. It was like it was like an Oprah type of show where there was a whole audience and there was this one dude. And the dude would be quote unquote a medium, right? Or like a psychic type of thing. And they would talk to dead or see dead people, hear things, you know, be be the communication with dead people. And so he would just go around during the show like, I feel like uh, there's a person whose name sounds, starts the letter R or R. There's this, there's a funny South Park episode about that. It's so hilarious. But it's like, um, I feel like um, there's a person close to your life who really loved you and they died. It's like, oh, really? There's so many people that that could be. <laughs> and there's like, and they try to like hone in on specific things that are still general. And that's what I that's what I saw growing up and, and being trained in this Pentecostal church that I, I first, I was just like, are you kidding me? Like during like a, a quote unquote revival prayer night, the guy would go up and just start, you know, it, it, you know, if you need prayer, come up here to the altar so you can get prayer. And basically it was just a prompt to, to say, hey, if you feel guilty for anything in your life, come up to the front and own it and just, you know, Tell everyone by you coming up here that you got something wrong in your life and just let it go by giving it to God, whatever. That's basically what he's saying. But then he basically wanted to coerce them through words and through guilt and just through cold calling. So it's like countless times. And it, was, it wasn't it was even just the pastor that I worked under and learned things. And it was the other pastors there. And it was other leaders, especially at this Bible college that I went to. And even the seminary, I would talk to people and they would cold call and do things to me. I'm like, you're talking to the wrong person. But it's like they want you to come up to the front for prayer, but they no one's coming up. So it's like, OK, um, imagine imagine this. A revival service. And what that is, is like not a regular Sunday service, but it's a service that is apart from that. It could be, you know, in nighttime or during the weekdays or, you know, on a Saturday or, you know, on a special occasion, like a few days in a row. But during these times, there are this time of prayer where you're quote unquote responding to the, the message that was given. And so there's this time after they break, they, you know, they dim the lights, got to set the mood, got to bring the pads out on the synthesizer, got to bring the guitar, ding, 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 you know, all that stuff and you set the mood and to bring in people all to call. Imagine a service and it's ending and you're you're in this moment of prayer, right? Lights are dim, but everyone's tired, right? And so the pastor's up there just like, okay, no one's coming up. He's inviting, he's inviting people to come up to pray, but no one's coming up. And so this happens a lot. I saw it. It's like they pull out, they pull out, they, they start pulling out the cold calling guns it's like all right uh no one's coming up uh i i feel god is saying someone here needs to come up tonight and receive a blessing mm, mm, mm. As somebody needs to come up because they're going through something so trivial it's like that could be just about everybody because trivial could be just it, for everyone. It's different. So it's like, oh, you, you've been dealing with something in your life. 
you've been dealing with this addiction. Everyone is dealing with some sort of addiction. You got to be more specific. And the, the fact that they're not specific, that is the best part. Not the best, but it's just so funny because it's like, are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? And so this cold calling kind of stuff happens a lot. And it's not okay. It's not okay to do that. Because these people are basically saying, yeah, yeah, God, I, you know, I know what God is saying. And that is so dangerous to be that person to say to people like God spoke to you through me, through the things that I said, you know, that's basically what, what, what is happening when people do this and people really believe that and eat it up. And it's like, that ain't cool. That is so not cool. That is so dangerous, but it happens so much. So, yeah, um, this happens, like, I'm not sure if I ever did that. I really hope I never did that. I don't think I did that because I would, I would, I think I would really hate myself even more than I did. But if I did, man, I was a monster and I didn't know. I really didn't know. To, to be that dumb to tell people that that's, you know, God is speaking through you and you know and you're saying it and you're like, oh, it must be this or it must be that. Is it this? Is it that? Is this you? Oh, if this is you, and maybe a little bit, then come up. And it's like, just to serve the purpose to come up to, to keep that one service going. And imagine a church, and this is the type of church I had. Imagine a church that has those types of prayer moments. Every service, every single service you did, you had that moment where the lights are dim and he's calling people up to pray and not just sit, stand there and just be quiet, but pray out loud with the music blaring and everyone else. That What that does is trying to encourage everyone else to pray out loud, but it ain't going to happen. Because sooner or later, everyone just gets tired of it. It's like, what are we doing? This is literally all we do every every time we meet is you say, you know, you say your spiel and then you dim the lights and then you start calling out on people just so that we can come up. We can start yelling and then that's it. Good intentions, right? Horrible execution. Horrible execution. And the focus is like, no, I want, you know, we're trying to help them. We're trying to help people get closer to God. But you can't help people get close to God if you if you don't even know if this is really true. Like, God can talk to anybody and why is it you that you know exactly? And it's like, it's so obnoxious. It's so like, it's so dangerous to have that. Anyone who thinks that it's okay, it's like, are you kidding me? How, how do you live your, yourself thinking that it's okay to tell people that God is speaking through you to them and blah, 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 you know, do this or do that. Or I think this about you. And, and even if it's like an encouragement, it's like, it's weird. And then the argument is, oh, but it made them feel better or it's, it's helping them. Yeah, but under false pretense. So let's just say placebo effect, right? 
placebo effect? Is that what you're saying? Oh, no, no, it was really God. No, 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 let's just call it what it is. It's a placebo effect. You want to you get something out of somebody. You want to legitimize the, the ministry by saying, oh, look, we're healing. We're helping people. You know, this this happened this night. This happens, you know, every single night, which is suspect and suspicious. It's like, what the hell is that? But cold calling and that whole psychic thing, it's... It gets so old. Like the the whole church that I was with in this uh, Pentecost, it, it was basically the whole, that was the whole thing. Like people grew up in that church through the 70s and 80s thinking that, oh, God is really talking through this one person to us because this person is just so bold that they would say these things. Like they would be so bold to say that, and, and I would, they would they would be like, you know, it's the boldness I receive from the spirit. It's like, no, no, you're just crazy enough to say it out loud and own it. And here's a bunch of people who are crazy enough to believe it. Which isn't really that crazy when you think about it, because the whole world is filled with people who do things that you're just like, really? Is this really happening? but yeah anyways that's my thing about cold calling that's my one of my um stories from my memory i i wish i could have longer episodes for everybody but you know i think some episodes is just not as long hopefully i got a few more things to talk about i feel this cold calling one could be longer but i don't know what else i could talk about it because that was my experience you know just watching this happen on a weekly basis like that does something to somebody that really does something to somebody to see that to be a part of that and to know that people are still part of that church that i that i left so long ago and it's like and 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 to know what kind of effect that had on people listen if you are one of these people who went to the church like please message me Tell me how it feels nowadays when you think about back in that. Do you have good thoughts or do you have good feelings? Maybe the things I said, you can um, push back on. But I'm really curious on how all of that kind of church culture has affected people throughout the years, you know, being far removed from it or still being part of it even after like 10, 15, 20 years. For me, being removed from it for this long it still kind of affects me to the point where it's like, I can't believe that they did that. I can't believe that that was happening. It's like no matter how much of a good, genuine intent that is, to put that on yourself over someone else, even if you, you know, it was a good bet, it's still under false pretenses too. Because you don't know that that was God. Most likely it was a good feeling and a good thought you had that you wanted to share with that person and you just labeled it with God because you know you really do believe it. But I don't, I don't personally I don't believe it. So but anyways, that's the episode today. Sorry it's not as long, it's not an hour. I wish I could do those, but those don't happen as much, I guess. But I'm just happy you're listening to this one. This is a great podcast for me to just kind of spill everything else spill the beans on some stuff i got a few more episodes coming up i want to do a whole kind of series on things that i 
experience during Bible college and saw or whatever. So stay tuned for that. Hopefully I'll do something like that soon. But if not, it was great uh, having you all come back. Sorry about all the, you know, missing out on making more episodes on this one. This is kind of like the second one that I do. So I, I'm more focused on the first one, but I'll try to put more thought into this. You got any questions, comments, anything, memoirs of a Christian minister at gmail.com. Our other, our other podcast, Manifest Christianity with Cephas Crosslet, um, is really fun. I don't know what else to say with that sentence. So it was kind of stupid. But I encourage you to watch, uh, listen to that, not watch it. And let me know what you think about it. Let me know if you have any other ideas for this show. And I hope you have a good rest of your whatever you're doing, day or night. Thanks for listening. Later. You have been listening to Memoirs of a Christian Minister with Cephas Crosslit. <laughs>